I'm ready. Alana JLo. Yes. We were just talking about food. Yes, we were. You're excited to make more stuff in the kitchen, as am I. Yes. What do you think of what we did last night with the baked potatoes? So, um, <clears throat> it is, a uh, it's pretty easy-peasy. Um, unfortunately, right now, uh, my oven timer only has, uh, a light and a click that notifies you about, uh, the oven, uh, preheating. Um, <clears throat> eventually that's going to be resolved, so I'm not going to use the oven for a while. But, uh, the baked potato recipe was pretty easy. And, uh... It's all worth it when you put the spices and the cheese and the sour cream to finish it off once it's out of the oven and into your bowl or plate or what have you. We made four last night, and we saved two of them for this afternoon. Yes, we did. We just finished eating the last two of them. And I also saved the butter. Yes, you did, in yes, a Tupperware jar. Yes, I did. Yes, that was a good move, babes. Yeah, Tupperware is uh, fantastic. I love Tupperware. Yes, I don't know. Some people have Tupperware parties. I've never been to one. I've heard them talk about that on Cheers, but I didn't know that that was a real thing. I heard it was, but I guess that's like to showcase really good Tupperware if you want to buy it or something. Mm. I'm guessing because I've never had... I don't know why women would want Tupperware parties, but or women would want to go to a Tupperware party, but um, I guess maybe because a lot of women are packing things and they're packing lunches and packing things for their husbands or... What have you? I believe that that's something that may have happened way back in the day before <clears throat> the internet was a thing. Right. But I'm not sure how much that occurs in our modern life. Well, I knew someone actually, now that I think about it, I knew someone, or I know someone rather, that was uh, putting together a Tupperware party. I did not go to it. Mm. Uh, you know this person too, but I won't mention this person's name. Okay, man or, or woman? Woman. I'm woman who's married. To... Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. I don't think you do. But I know her. You know her. You know her and her husband. Yeah, a, a little bit. I'm going to guess when we're done with this. Okay. Very nice, Fabulous. Really nice. How did the sourdough Italian-inspired bread turn out? The bites. Oh, it was so good. Especially with the cheese. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm going to keep some of those, but I'm going to give you a bag to take home with you. Yes. Yes. In fact, I think it'll be so nice that I may big, just give you the bigger bag. I like that, babes. Yeah. I think that'll be good. Yes. It tastes so good when you add the cheese on there because it melts just on top of it. Oh. We also rolled yeah. them around some cheese, too. Yes. So they're very, very cheesy, but good. Oh, yeah. And, and, and when the bread was, um, before the bread was even ready to be put in the oven to, um, to rise a little bit, it was just, the dough was just really good, really firm, yummy. It was good. I believe the next time mm -hmm. we should use two cheeses. Maybe a... Asiago, maybe? Asiago. Asiago is good. To fill it in, right? Yeah. In the middle. Yeah. And then we top it with sharp cheddar. Mm. Yes. Also, so, sorry, go ahead. So how... I'm sorry. I just I was just thinking, how are we supposed to put it in the middle? Are we supposed to split them open or? Uh... No, we just roll out the, like I did last night. We roll it out uh -huh. with our hands. Mm -hmm. We put the, some cheese in the middle of that and then we roll it back together into a ball shape. Oh, I see. And then top it up with, uh, top it off with other cheeses. Yes. Or other cheeses. Yes. Also next time we use 
uh, fresh basil and rosemary. Yeah. We did use fresh basil this summer. Yeah, I wasn't able to, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get fresh rosemary, but I did get rosemary. It still tasted really good. In the flake form. It, till, it, it was still good, but yeah. And, and it tasted better with fresh rosemary. And we add a little bit of butter to the dough. Yes. Yes. I yes. think that'll make that really, really good, babes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not only, I think the butter will give it a really good flavor, but also moisten the dough. And we may even still make the garlic butter. Sauce. Sauce. Yes. If we do that, I think what we should do is we put the cheese on top as soon as we take it out of the oven, and then we pour the sauce over it. Good idea. Yes. Good idea. Thank yes. You, Good idea. Yes. Um, I am really excited because I am going to uh, um, do another pasta dish. It will not be a veggie uh, any with any veggies in it because I want to see how it turns out without veggies. And um, I'm going to do what I did, except I won't put any onion or um, or spinach or anything in there. And um, I will make the I will put the sauce in there and uh, uh, be uh, not so generous with the spices because it, it was very um, salty and spicy. So that was my mistake, but it turned out for the most part pretty good. I always say use your hands, babe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I know that now. Poured into the hands, but some people have to learn the hard way. Well, I mean, and then there's opening the side of it, which I didn't even think about. And uh, you know, there are there are um, containers of spices that have alternative ways to open the spice. And now that I know that, I don't have to worry about it. Yes. Good. Alana. Yes. I shared with you an idea that has been in my head for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I went through this phase right before we started dating, actually, where I would cook at least one new meal a week, but I would also post pictures of it to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Did you really? Yes, I did. I did not know that. I still occasionally do that, but not here because I respect your privacy. Oh. And a couple of people contacted me personally. Mm-hmm. They suggested that what if you did a uh, some sort of a cookbook or something of this sort? Mm-hmm. And that really wouldn't be my thing, mm-hmm. but I've still been thinking about the idea of uploading some videos to YouTube show, showing how a blind person could cook. It becomes mm-hmm. a little bit more complicated than just doing it because there would have to be a lot of editing involved. Yes. And I'm not the best with camera angles. Having said all that, it is something that I still think about fairly often. And I just suggested to you that maybe you could do like some, maybe for a while you could do some cooking tips or baking tips. I don't know if I'm going to do that, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I honestly wish that more blind people would upload, um, if they're able to upload um, cooking and baking videos. Because there are blind people that are very, very advanced in the cooking and, and baking areas. I know you're not in the NFB. Or any organization for that right. matter. But have you ever bought their cookbooks? <laughs> no, I didn't even know they had them. They do. When oh, I, really? Yeah, I think you can order them online. But when I went to Washington in 07, mm-hmm. we went. We traveled down to Baltimore, where the headquarters of the NFB is located. Mm-hmm. And I believe in their gift shop, they had a cookbook that I bought a copy of. Really? I don't have it anymore, though. Oh. Yeah. But the point is, 
you that might be an avenue that you want to explore, babe. Well, there is. So, I am a subscriber to BlindMySmart.com, as you know. Go ahead. Because of what happened <laughs> last Christmas. Well, well, you got you got your gifts. So I was I was happy. Um, but they do. They made it right. Yeah, they did make it right, and uh, my faith is still in them. Anyway, um, but they do have a cook. They have um, promoted a cookbook, which I don't know. I don't remember how much it costed, but it was a little pricey. It was called um, Cooking in the Dark, and I don't know if there's a, another way to get it. If I can, if or if it's just through the website, but I'll look into the NFP cookbooks because I've always wanted to have some cookbooks around. They're good to have, babes. Um, does it cost anything to order them from online or do you just go to the website and just order it? I don't know for sure. I only purchased one and it was in person, but it was sometimes the NFB will nickel and dime you in my opinion, but they did not do that with the cookbook. I think it was something like $10. Oh, so you mean they would raise up the prices? Is that what you mean? Well, in my opinion, others can agree with that. I think that they charge, they've been, they can charge too much for products that I don't really appreciate. Okay. Uh, for example, they had, what was it called? The Iowa cane. Oh, really? Okay. I might be getting the name of that wrong, but it was this cane that they tried to get everybody to adopt back in the, back around 2009, 2010. Uh-huh. And it was this cane that broke very, very, very easily. Oh, In my I experience. See. I know that they have, I know that there are California canes. I think they're called. Okay. But Iowa canes, that's, that's terrible. Were they made of, like, carbon fiber? It was really unsturdy. Uh, I think I went through three canes in literally, like, a month. No. Yeah. And they had to abandon the idea of making this the default yeah. cane because it was so flimsy. That's why I like graphite ones because graphite canes can last um, for a long time. Okay. Yeah. I mean, mine is made of graphite. I just like the long cane that they have and and they give those canes the ones that i use yeah away for free but i don't like the straight ones because i like i like something that i can actually carry and fold and put in my purse there are definitely disadvantages to it yeah but i feel that the pros outweigh the cons why is that well one it's harder for you to hide your blindness if you have a straight cane and it's somebody who is a high partial that's a big thing to me okay I also feel like you get a little bit more sound out of it. Hmm. Uh, you have to be more aware of your own blindness. So it's not just that it's showing the world that you're blind. It's also reminding you of it. Okay. So those are some of the the pros to me. Also, I, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like they're more stable when I'm walking. I don't get the sense that okay. they're going to break as easily. Well, and that could be my own experience as well. Okay. Well, I, I, I do understand where you're coming from, but I will have to slightly disagree because a person with a folding cane can easily put it on a table and then somebody will already know that, it, that it's folded and that's a white cane, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's going to look the same. It may not look the same when it's standing up straight, but it'll still be, it will still be noticeable. But we're assuming that you're talking about a sighted person who is observant of things, right? You would hope so. I mean, I mean, I know that. I mean, I've I know that when I've been to stores and they see me walking with my cane, and you know, it's it's not straight. 
I mean, I've, I've never been anywhere where anyone was like, oh, what is that thing? What do you call that? Right, when yeah. it's unfolded. No, it's, when, well, even when it's folded. I know a lot of unobservant-sided people who would miss out on something like that. Well, yeah, they are. there are a lot of un, unobservant-sided people, but the ones that are observant... Um, somebody's, like, blasting their music. Yeah, when, when sounds that, like some good jams. Keep going, babes. Not really. Um, th- but, but some that are observant, they do notice it. So I don't know. I, I never had a. But then, but then, what do I know too? I can't. I can't see people's faces either. So I don't know. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> I can't observe the unobservant sighted person. Very good, people. <laughs> 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 Alana. Yes. We've been watching some DS Nine. Oh yes. It's going to be just slightly out of order, but yesterday we started with the episode where Quark. Met his cousin, or we meet his uh, cousin. Cousin Gala. Gala with the small moon. What did you think of that one? Give a brief overview. So I thought it was really interesting. I wasn't sure what to think about Gala, um, because the the show, the episode centered around Quark, and uh, what's that other guy's name? I'm bad with names. I know he's this guy who sounds like he has a British accent. Yes, and and then the Regent. Well, the regent was at the end of it. Yes. The the higher ranking one. Um, and and Gala comes and wants Quark to work for him because um, Gala has been selling weapons and they're trying to make a profit off of them. Quark believes that these weapons are for self-defense. Um, no, he knows right. that they're for war. Oh, they're for war. Okay. But they, but they're, they're, but, but the, um, the crew feels like, um, the re- that Quark should be selling these weapons because if they if he didn't, then they would have died, right? They wouldn't be able to be... No, the crew would... doesn't want him to sell the weapons. Oh, Odo, they don't? Oh. Odo tries to arrest him, remember? And the only reason Quark doesn't go to jail over this is because the weapons dealer who is working with Quark helped the Bajoran people during the occupation. So they owe him a favor. That's what I was trying to say, but it didn't come out right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um... So, uh, so I thought it was kind of interesting. Quark kind of has a, um, a conflict of, uh, a conflict going on because the, um, who was it? Was it the regent or that one British guy? No, I'm sorry. Gail, so, uh, I, I might be fast forwarding. Could you, could you fill in some of the details? Because okay. I'm afraid I might be fast forwarding too much. There's a little bit of that. Let's just take it from the point where. That music is nice, but it's a little bit distracting. Anyways, it's really distracting. I don't know if it's nice or not. I like rock music, but we'll get to that in another time. Mm. So, Galen comes. Gala comes to the station. He talks to Quark, and his plan is, okay, we're going to use your holiday suite to demonstrate the weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Because we can make holographic versions of these things so we're not actually smuggling weapons aboard the station and right. you're going to be sort of the guy who smooshes with everybody mm-hmm. and and help us close the deal we find out that he wants to retire odo finds out what's what's up he arrests quark and then it goes to the thing of okay we got to let you go because of the bajoran government owes your boss a favor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. quark's debts get paid off Mm-hmm. And he thinks that he's about to make some big money. 
Mm-hmm. He meets with this guy who's called a register right. of a planet. And the register is at war with other factions on this on this planet. Mm-hmm. And he says to Quark and his associates, I want to eliminate 8 million people at once and 28 million people within the span of a few months. And then it hits Quark that, okay... A lot of people are going to die if this deal goes through. Right. And I'm already getting less customers because the Federation is upset. They're not coming in, yep. Right. So I don't know what to do. He has a conversation with Gala, who tells him, listen, dude, this is this part of the game. Do you think anybody cares if, if one of these millions of stars just goes out? Right, 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 right. So Quark decides to do a setup. He says that he can't get the right uh, biochemicals right. to perform the job, but he can get something else, and it'll yep. only kill 17 million people. Right, 17 million, yeah. He says this after the registry register is back towards is coming back to the station. Mm-hmm. He comes there. Quark sets up a meeting with the register and the opposing side. You're talking about the regent, right? The regent, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, when I said register before, you said, oh, that's right. No, I thought you were talking about the other British guy, but I wasn't sure what his position was. Okay, his register didn't sound right to me, but it is the the regent. Yeah, okay, I I knew him. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, so there's a huge shootout. A bunch of people die. Cousin Gala and the head arms guy escape, but they think that their life is in danger. Right. And it ends with Quark and Dax hanging out. Right. I like this episode a lot. Because sometimes Star Trek will try to make Quark seem like too much of a good guy. Uh-huh. And there's an argument to be made for that here. However, I feel that the reason that argument is mute is because the only reason he does the right thing is because tens of millions of people will die if he doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. What are your your thoughts, babe? Um Yeah, I think it I think it was a really good episode because you see Quark in a real conflict, even though his uh he wants to make a lot of profit and his profits are on the line. Um, when it, you know, he, he has, he has to deal with this conflict and he chooses not to kill 28 million people. Which is good. Which is good. Yeah. That's a lot of people to kill. I liked it. I did too. All right. Now I showed you an episode that I really enjoy yesterday called a simple investigation. Yes. Talk about it. I can't remember it. <laughs> so this you was... You seem really interested, babe. No, 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 no. No, I actually like that episode. Um, was it Odo meeting Orissa in Quarks? Yes. So Odo meets this this woman named Orissa, doesn't really know much about her. Um, uh, I think... Wasn't there a point in the episode where um, Odo's Odo's finding more about Orissa and that he was going to arrest her but didn't? She broke into the security systems. Yes. But Odo secured them and she had some sort of, um, I forgot what they called it, but it's some sort of like patch that interfaces and, and gets information. And that patch sent a feedback loop which pushed her out of the system. Yeah, so he did not arrest her, and uh, meanwhile, I mean, since the first day he saw her, he just felt 
like really, really attracted to her. And um, this was the same episode where um, Miles and his his baby Yoshi um, were without Keiko, right? Yeah, I didn't really care for that side plot. Yeah, that side plot was meaningless compared to this one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and so um, it was suggested, was it Bashir who suggested it to, for him to tell Urusa how he felt? Odo goes into the holosuite yes. as Bashir is running a program, and I love the scene. That's great. And they discuss it, and that's basically the gist of it. That's right. So, uh, fast forward, Odo and Arisa get very, very close. Well, hold on. I should also say that um, he had to keep her in his quarters to protect her. And that's why she ended up in his quarters in the first place. Keep going. And uh, they get really close. She, he spends a night with her, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal. And, okay. Go ahead, babe. Go ahead. And, um, <laughs> um, and so that, you know, he was late, he was late to, uh, getting on the bridge in the morning because, well, he kind of can, it's implied what happened and, uh, they're finding out more about Arissa and it turns out that she, she was a, what was it? Spy. A spy for the Adanian government. And her original memories were erased. They were stored on this crystal. Yep, the data She didn't crystal. know what it, what it had on it. Right. And I guess I could mention this now if that's all right with you. It's not, but go ahead. What? Go ahead. You didn't even know what it was. Go ahead. Well, I, have, I forgot to mention that in the beginning, there were these aliens who, um, who uh, confronted this guy, and they were looking, we didn't know what they were looking for, but we, it turns out that they were looking for Arissa, who has the data crystal. Yes. Anyway, so they find out about that. Her memories were were erased of herself. And they eventually get the, um, the data crystal, and uh, Dr. Bashir puts it into her. She gets her old life back. Yep. I love it. I want to know your thoughts on the last scene of the episode where she goes to Odo's quarters now knowing that she is a married woman. Mm-hmm. And she talks about the woman who you were with still loves you and right. will always remember you. Right. What did you think about that, babes? I was, it was sad. It was sad and it was kind of disappointing because like I told you before, um, I really started to really get, attached to Odo's character because he's such an in-depth character, um, very complex. Um, and you had to feel for him, right? Because he, he had a lot of disappointing things with the, go on with his people and, you know, and now it's Arissa who's not Arissa. You know, he thought that he had a, t- a chance to be happy with somebody and she also thought that, and she also thought that too. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was it was it was sad and and um, kind of um, yeah. I just felt sad for him and I felt disappointed that he couldn't end up with her. But but the plot continues. Yes, the in, plot continues. In a way, this episode reminded me of like an old '60s 
or 30s even uh, detective novel from the way it played out, right? Because he's investigating this case. Yes. He falls in love with the woman and he finds out at the end that they can't be together. Right. Wasn't it kind of like, um, oh wait, no, Casablanca was, that was another, um. That was a movie, babe. No, 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 no. You, you, you compared another episode to Casablanca and that wasn't right. Right. But I'm t- talking about this particular episode, babe. Yes. Yes, I've heard of, um. Stay of... at the Pacololo. <laughs> I'm just having fun, babe. Mm. <laughs> I'm just having fun, babe. Give me a kiss. You the same thing. Oh, oh give me a kiss. Mm. 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 All right, now keep going. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Casablanca aside and detective novels aside, yes, yes it does remind me of a, te- a detective novel and how um, detectives would have to go as far as date the person to get information, which is it, it's kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. I like this episode. Yes. 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 It was good. Yes, people. But it was kind of sad. Was it was it this episode that had the thing with the kid, or was it the one with Quark's cousin? It doesn't really matter. What, what, wait, 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 what are you talking about? Remember the thing with Miles and his son won't sleep? Was it this one, or was it the one with Quark's cousin? It, do- uh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, I, it was one it's, of them. It, it does, was one of them. It's a bad plot line. It was one of those. I don't know why that was in there, but... He, you know, he was getting used to having, um, taking care of his, his son. Uh, that was one of the episodes. I'm not quite sure which one it was. Yeah. Yeah. Good babies. And then I showed you an episode this morning that I love. Yeah, this. Children. I don't, uh, this is a very, or was it Children of Time? Whatever it was. Whatever it was, yeah. This was a really good episode, but also very, very surprising. Very, a lot of twists in the episode. It's strange even for a DS9 one. It's very strange. You know. Yeah, very very clever, very creative, but very strange. Do we want to give it away or do we want to talk about it in general terms? Why don't we talk about it in general terms? Well, I think the one plot line we should give away is this is the episode where Kira finds out that Odo is into her. Yeah, he, he loves her. Yes. He's loved her for over 200 years. That's right. What did you think of the way this episode came together? What, what, what were your thoughts when you first started watching it? I thought, this is so odd, even for DS9. And they've had some pretty odd episodes, but this is, like, probably the most odd, uh, I don't know, <clears throat> episode that had a lot of twists in it, and especially when they were dealing with time and descendants. Right? Yeah. it was Years, cr- years, yeah. For me, there were things I wanted to tell you about this during the episode. You would mm-hmm. ask questions. Yeah. But I felt if I said too much, it would ruin It would ruin the way that things unfolded. Mm-hmm. Are you glad that I didn't give anything away? Actually, yes, I am. Because <laughs> oh. it's better that I found out, you know, and I, I would have found out and thought, oh, that's what you meant. Okay, you know. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't watch it and like, okay, I know what's going to happen. I know exactly what's going to happen. So I, want, I, I like the um, idea of being surprised. <laughs> It's good. You said something after this that I found interesting. What did I say? I believe you compared this episode to The Visitor, which yes, is my all-time favorite episode of Star Trek. And I would agree with you. I would wholeheartedly agree with you. But I said that I I said that this this is really really up there with The Visitor, as far as episodes that I really like. This isn't my favorite episode, but it's probably in the top ten. I think the episodes that really deal with time. Really, um, I, I like them. I do too. 
it's it's like it really makes you think a lot about time and and how time is in reality and how um how a show like Star Trek Deep Space Nine can play with it so much and I think it's it's um it's interesting to think about. I would agree with that, babes. So we have some really cool stuff coming up. Yes, I'm yes. sure. Yes, babe was. But before we get to that, yes. Let's get to the films we watched last night. Oh yes, that we have to we have to uh, get into. Yes. After we finished eating, yes. I showed you Naked Gun, two and a half. Oh my goodness, that is really really funny. That's just as funny as the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I made a comment to you that this movie had like funny stuff happen from beginning to end. I mean, endless funny stuff. From the time that uh, Frank Drebin was eating his lobster. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing accidentally bite, uh, bites the nipple <laughs> of the police captain. The lobster? Yeah. <laughs> and she was sitting next to him, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened to Barbara Bush? <laughs> he First he hits her with the door. <laughs> then he pulls a chair out from under her as he's starting to sit down. And I think he hits her over the face, and then at the end of the movie, he pushes her over the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> the person who played uh, George Bush Sr. was really good. I kind of wonder if that was Dana Carvey. I do, too. Because Dana Carvey really did a good version of George Bush. Yeah, he's great. Oh, my God. I think he is so underrated these Dana days. Carvey is hilarious. People always talk about Mike Myers... No, Dana Carvey's great. And though. Adam Sandler from that crew. But I, to me, the standout are Phil Hartman and Dana Carvey. Oh, Phil Hartman was great. Well, yeah. I, I like Adam Sandler, too. I think he's he's um, he's funny as well. I do, too. But to me, Dana Carvey appeals more to my sensibilities. And Phil Hartman. Oh, Phil Hartman is... Did, did Phil Hartman do some political satire also? I, I think, think he might have. You know what? I think he may have been um, a voice on The Simpsons. He was. He was Troy McClure and Lionel Hutz. Everybody. Oh, that's right. Well, everybody. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from movies such as... Did Phil Hartman do my voice? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what it said? That's what one of the movies was. That was funny. Did Phil Hartman do my voice? That's funny. Thank you. I made that up. That would be hilarious if that was true. Anyways, a little bit less pakololo for you. Oh, my goodness. No, you don't do that. No, I don't. Okay, so back to Naked Gun two and a half. Tell me what stood out to you. We don't have to give everything away, but what were some of the scenes that really made you? Um, I thought the one where um, Priscilla Presley's character Jane was in the shower, and the, the guy who broke into her house um, was was um, <laughs> singing with her when she was singing the way we were, and she doesn't know what's going on. And um, he starts to um, he starts to shoot, and you know, and and there's all these animals. There's like a pig, a, a, probably a chicken, a cat, a dog, and he steps over the pig. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so funny. And Robert Goulet was great in this movie too. Yes, he was. That's what funny. I know him for best. Well, Robert Goulet is also a famous singer. Was was mm-hmm. I mean he he did die. Yes, Robert Goulet was. A uh, famous on Broadway, and he was also an actor. I, I don't remember any movie except for this one. And then he um, he sang. So good for him. Good for him. And then uh, I liked um, the uh, 
the the fake Meinheimer. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mr. Meinheimer, man, he got he, his 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 wheelchair. <laughs> oh no, he was going backwards. Well, well, you know, no, no. Poor Nordberg. Nordberg always gets it, but in always. fairness, a couple years after this movie, he did literally get away with murder. So I believe that till today. Right. I still believe that till today. I do too. But we don't have to discuss any uh, any Simpsons uh, wrong or whatever. No, no, no. We don't need to. We don't need to. Um, we don't need to discuss OJ's wrongs or rights or whatever. No, no. He's not here to defend himself. That's right. Anyway, no, I thought it was hilarious from beginning to end, and uh, how Frank ends up with Jane. I love the scene early on in the movie where they're at the bar. Mm-hmm. And they have that singer who's doing this really depressing <laughs> song. Finally, Frank goes over to see Jane, and they have that conversation. She's like, well, you were always into your work. And he says to her, well, you were always into the end zone layer. He's like, no, it's the ozone layer. Like, oh, Frank, you would never, you, you always never understand. He explains to her understand. how he bought a thousand acres of Brazilian forest and had it all burned to the ground so that they could build their dream house. <laughs> and says to her... Do you think it's easy displacing an, entri- an entire a tribe? tribe. <laughs> and he, he kind of, you know, I, I love the character of Frank Drebin because... He's great. He's, he's, he, he, you kind of get a sense that he is um, a very, he's a bumbling, he's a bumbling uh, police officer. Right? Of course. He's a bumbling police officer. He doesn't know what's going on. He has... He has no idea about how to um, how to um, woo Jane because he's always he's always making some really really weird and funny mistakes, and he's just very he's kind of um, he just he's just very clueless about what's around him. <laughs> I love him though; he's just so funny. It's great. Yeah, yeah. There's Le- so many funny things. Leslie Nielsen was the right actor for that role. Yes, he was. No. Yes, he was absolutely. I hope that they never do a remake of this movie. I hope they never do any more remakes of the Naked Gun movies. Well, they've—I don't think they have. There was talk about it a few years ago of doing, of doing it again with Steve Carell. I think. Okay, I don't think that would have been a good idea. I don't think that's. I mean, I don't have anything against Steve Carell, but I think that Leslie Nielsen, now that he's not here anymore, was the best. uh, Frank Drebin. Absolutely. Frank Drebin. Frank Drebin of Police Squad. Of Police Squad. So funny. Great movie. So so the the so let me get this straight. The um police squad was in LA in the first movie. Yes. And then the police squad was in DC in the second movie. Yes. And everybody who was in the original police squad, like Nordberg or Ed, yeah. are are magically in DC now. What I thought was really funny <laughs> was when uh, he gets up he goes up to Jane and he goes, How are the children? And he, she says, We had no children. <laughs> Oh, Alana. Yes. I wanted to start start it this way, but I forgot to. What? Alana, we haven't talked for a while. How are the children? We have no children. Oh. <laughs> we haven't even been married. That's right. Well, they were well, they were not married. They were not married, but <laughs> that's why it's so funny. How are the children? We had no children. <laughs> I love that line too. I lived in. I lived in. Uh, I lived here for two years now. Yeah. You keep thinking about and and uh, Mr. Meinheimer. I really like Mr. Meinheimer. He's great. And and she was like, "You keep thinking about him, don't you?" Like, 
Yes. Well, I like, he comes back. That's yeah. a scene where she's at work late again. Yes. And Meinheimer returns from a dinner at the White House. Mm-hmm. He's early because he he planned to give a speech, but some bumbling idiot kept me- messing things up at the dinner. <laughs> we know who that is. We know from the intro that it was Frank Trevins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Yes. What about the what about the scene where um, Robert Goulet's character, what's his name, Quentin. Quentin? Yeah. He he somehow ends up um, being pushed off of the um, was it the balcony? What happened was he had put this bomb in motion. Yep. They had like seven minutes to turn it off. Frank is hanging him outside of the balcony to get the code to turn it off. Robert Goulet has already given him the first three of the six digits he needs. Mm -hmm. But Ed runs towards them and pushes Robert Goulet out the window. Mm -hmm. He falls, I don't know, like 10 stories, magically gets up and is attacked by a tiger (laughs) that escaped the zoo (laughs) when Frank went through there earlier in the movie. So it was implied the tiger ate him. It was implied he was attacked. I don't know if he was eaten. (laughs) That was funny. I guess parts of him were no longer with us. Oh, I thought that was so funny. I love how the bomb gets diffused in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, explain he, that. He trips a wire. It's just <laughs> plugged into a wall. Yeah. Like you lit wood with the light. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then it, it somehow just turns off. Yeah. <laughs> never to be used again. Yeah. <laughs> And I thought that, that that that's so funny. Yes. It is really funny. Yes. Yeah, that was a great movie. I think it's great, too. It was. Then we watched a film that both of us had seen before, but I've viewed it more times than you. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Tell us, babe, your thoughts. I really, really liked it. There's some scenes that I forgot because I didn't, I haven't seen it since, like, Christmas of 1994. That was a long time ago, Bubs. Dumb and Dumber was the number one movie in America. Mm-hmm. Also Jim Carrey film. Keep going. Yes, that was 26 years ago. And I saw I saw it. Um, it was really, really funny. It still, hold up, it, it still held up today. I love it. I think it's a classic. Yes. Yes. I don't think you can make it today, though. Right. Right. Um, and it was all, I just thought it was so interesting with the, the plot about um, Snowflake, the dolphin. Yes. Um, do you remember that one scene where uh, Ace is trying to find Snowflake in his tank, and then he finds this ring, this ring in, in the tank, this rare uh, ring, whatever you call it? He doesn't find the ring, he the finds ring? a stone. A stone, I'm sorry. It should be in there. It should be in the ring, I'm in sorry. The, yeah. I, my bad. Um... I I forgot I forgot that plot. Well, then there is another part of this movie where uh, he visits uh, the Finkel family, Mister and Missus Finkel. I love that mother and father of Ray Finkel. Are you another one of those hard copy guys? <laughs> That's how Ray's dad basically introduces himself after he pulls a shotgun away. Right, exactly. And then the wife is like, wait a minute, he's one of our son's fans. Huh. And so she she's baking cookies, and they're like football-shaped cookies. And she's believing that uh, Ray Finkel is going to come back. And while she's getting the cookies in the kitchen, her husband's like, Ray's not coming back. He went to 
a mental institution. Dan Marino should die of gonorrhea and rotten health. Would you like a cookie? <laughs> Those are her words, not mine. Those are her words, yes. I'm, I'm sure Dan Marino's a nice guy. Yeah, Dan Marino did a did a good cameo appearance in this one. I normally don't like celebrity cameo stuff. You know how I feel about that. I know. But I think you're nuts, but I, yeah. In this movie, for whatever reason, it works really well. It was funny. It yeah. was funny how he, he was... <laughs> and so... Um, so so he was on a mission to find out where Ray Finkel was. Um, and that also had a connection to uh, saving Snowflake the Dolphin for in time for the Super Bowl. Because Snowflake the Dolphin was supposed to do the, um, be a part of the Super Bowl halftime entertainment. Also, we find out about Lois Einhorn. Oh, yeah. I don't think we should give that one away. Okay. We don't want to give this away, but it's a great movie. You should definitely watch it. Having said that, the sequel is not worth seeing, I don't think. Yes. I forgot, too, that Courtney Cox was in this one. Courtney Cox, yeah. Cox. Cox. It depends on what part of the country. No, it isn't. No, it doesn't. In Portland, we always pronounce it Cox. It's Cox. I know most of the country pronounces it differently. No, because it's spelled differently and it's said differently. Anyway, it depends on the any, any, of, any. Of, of where you go. I think with the Oregon accent, it makes sense. But keep going, babe. What Oregon accent? The one where you pronounce Courtney Cox. It's, it's Cox. Cox. See, you said Cox. You're correct. Going. Anyway, so I forgot she was in the movie, and I also forgot about um, Sean Young, who was, uh, well. Crazy. Crazy. She plays Loyal Seinhorn, but I'm as, that's as much as I'm going to go with that. This was after the James Woods stuff. Right, right. We don't have to go there. You told me about that. I, I, told, just, I gave you the the Sean Yang quote about James. I, I thought it was pretty... Uh, it always makes me laugh. When it I, was below the belt. But we won't, we won't talk about that. Maybe. I thought it was literally below the belt. Oh but, my goodness. But there was a reason. <laughs> you know, I did know somebody whose name was actually James Woods. Really? Yeah, he went to my middle school. This is going to sound crazy. Yeah. I know he's super conservative, and he seems like a slimy guy, but... Wait a minute. What are you trying to say? Hold on, babes. you got to let me talk. Okay. He does seem kind of like a smarmy, slimy guy, but part of me would love to have a meal with him. Because he's he's so mysterious. I think he's a probably a really good storyteller and a yes. funny person. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I'd want to trust him with anything, but if I could just have lunch with him... Once for a couple of hours, I think I would have a very, very good time. Even though you think he's kind of sleazy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, we, well, we, I guess we know now that uh, Sean Young doesn't really think much of the guy, but you'd still have lunch with him. I would still have lunch with him. Hell yeah. If I had an opportunity to have lunch with James Woods, I probably would keep it away from politics. I bet he has some great stories though. Probably. Yeah. Probably. You know who I think might have some really great stories is uh, Clint Eastwood. Oh, my God. He, he yes. I, I would love to meet Clint Eastwood just for the fact that he might have... Because so, he's been he's been uh, doing movies for a, a long time. He's 90 now. Yeah. I think... Um, wasn't he in a movie called Hang Em High? It's possible he was. I think he might have been in some westerns, but he has a lot... He, he I was bet in a ton you, of westerns. I bet you he has a lot of stories to tell from all of his... Um, Film career and everything. Some some people think that he's made the best western ever with Unforgiven, hmm. which is a great movie. I've seen it. I find him interesting because 
he's one of the few actors who became a very, very respected director. Mm. You know? Yeah. He's made so many good films just in that side of the camera. I think it would be cool to also talk to um, Ron Howard. Oh, yes. Because uh, Ron Howard, um, even though he was a child actor, he, um, he went on to do great things with directing and other things of like that. So. He seems like a normal guy. He, he, he definitely does. He seems like he has his head on straight. But who knows? Well, unfortunately, I can't say the same thing for Aaron Moran, I guess. I, oh, the lady from... Uh, Happy Days. Happy Days. She, um, she was on Happy Days and Joni Loves Chachi. But she's gone now. Oh, oh. We'll never know. We'll never know, babes. Never know. Yes, babes, yes. Yes, babes. Yes, babes, yes. But no, it was, it was a real, so I was, I wanted to, um, to bring this up again, because we did talk about this. Tell me. I know that, um, both movies are really funny, but I also think that, um, yes, um, although, uh, I think that, um, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, had a really good plot line. Um, I think that uh, The Naked Gun 2 and a half was funny from beginning to end. Like, it was literally funny thing after funny thing after funny thing. The thing that Naked Gun 2 and a half has going for it, mm-hmm. um, the people around Leslie Nielsen are funny as well. Yes, they are. Right. And Ace Ventura... Jim Carrey is really the only funny component to the movie. But yeah. it works because he's a star of it and he's so overpowering. He is, and, and he makes it funny. It's very close in my mind, which is a better picture. And yeah. honestly, if you were to ask me what's better, Naked Gun or Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. I'd probably go with Naked Gun. Mm-hmm. But Naked Gun 2.5 and, and Ace Ventura, ah. Oh. I it's, give this, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough, depending on what day you're asking me. Mm-hmm. And since this is coming up now, I think I go with Ace Ventura, but again, I could be, I could go the other way. I, I like them both, yeah. but they're, and they're both, the way that I kind of resolve this is that they're both funny in their own way. It's just that the Naked Gun 2 and a half, Naked Gun 2 and a half has more funny things in it. It does. And everybody, in, including uh, Leslie Nielsen, is funny. It's, and, and you're right, though. Ace is funny. Jim Carrey's character is funny. And everybody around him is not as funny. But he is. He makes it funny. Right. But the plot points in Naked Gun, you could see coming a mile away. The first one? When, oh, I mean, I'm sorry. This, this, the sequel. Okay, okay. I, I felt it's more of a pr- predictable ending. Yes, it is. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that you don't know that Ace is going to get the girl at the end. But it's it's just a little bit different. You don't know that he's going to, you know, out a cop for being a fake person. Right, 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 you know? right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So I go with Ace Ventura, but I totally respect thinking Naked Gun 2.5 is better. Right. Yes. Or even, you know, more, uh, maybe a little slight more funnier. I don't know. They're both they're both funny in their own way, though. Mm-hmm. I can't really say that that no movie is funnier than the other one because they're both funny in their own way. Yes. Yes. All righty then. All righty then. All righty then. They're both classics, though. Do not go in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <great laughs> That's where he got yummy. <sighs> yes. Yes. So we had a good movie night, babes. We did. We certainly did. Yes, and we slept in kind of late this morning. Well, yeah, I for sure knew I did. 
I... <laughs> well, you, you were talking to me twice, actually. Was it twice? Yes, you were. Okay, so I went to use a bathroom in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. I came back, and I think I said, are you asleep? And you're like, oh, I think so. Okay. You asked me if I was still tired, and I said, yeah, I'm still tired. And then you, and then I don't know what time it was, and then you asked me again. Okay. But anyway. And then I did talk in my sleep, because I had this dream that I was being attacked by somebody, and we were fighting it out. Then I woke up when I was screaming at him. Because <laughs> I thought I heard you go, ah! I did. Yeah. Yes. And then and then I, I thought I heard you go I don't remember doing that. However, it's possible that happened. Yeah. Yes. Well, I had a weird dream too. Tell me. Um <clears throat> well, so I had a dream that me and you, my sister and um she had these two twin baby girls and I don't remember what their names were. I can't remember. But they were they had blonde hair, they were blonde haired uh, baby girls, and um, I guess she was taking care of them. They were still infants, and uh, she was still ta- she was taking care of them. She was talking to them as if um, they were related to us, which I thought was kind of weird because we don't have any blonde people in our family that I can think of. Um, and you were talking to the babies for a little bit, and then you were talking to her about something, but I can't remember what it was. Mm. And she was, I think in the dream she was saying, she called, she nicknamed one of the girls Goldilocks and that she kept taking naps. The, the baby kept taking naps. I thought, oh, that was kind of strange. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. But maybe it's because we watched an episode of DS9 and there was a baby in it. Maybe that know. had something to do with the babes. Yeah. Yes. But it sounded, the, the babies um, sounded so real. Oh. Yeah. They're twin babies. And you don't think that you went into another reality? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I remember... So here's another dream that I had a long time ago. This is before my niece was born. I had a dream that I was lying down on a bed, and I was lying next to a fat baby girl. It was a baby girl, and I guess it was supposed to be my sister's baby, and this is before she had her baby. It was very weird. Hmm. Yeah. Is your niece overweight, or was she as a baby? Both. She was solid baby. Thank you very much. What does solid baby mean? Is that the another name of the word? Locking? She was like a solid babies playing tonight. Sorry, go ahead. Don't tickle me. Mm. Don't tickle me, babes. <laughs> well, if you want to tickle me there, that's okay. Oh, oh, oh! Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, um, no. She, she was a big baby, but she wasn't like. Like a fat baby. Okay. She was solid. Nice. So she was kind of like a muscular baby. Very good, Um, But yeah, she's a... No, she. it was weird that I had dreamt about this baby before she even had her baby. Interesting, baby. Yes, thank you. Yes, absolutely, babes. Is yes. there anything else you wanted to discuss? Uh, no, no, I do not have, I mean, I mean, we've, we've done quite a bit in the last, um, couple of days. Hmm? Yes. What I will say is after Naked Gun, two mm-hmm. and a half, mm-hmm. you and I ate ice cream. Oh yes, we did. Really, really good. We had some chocolate sauce on yes. the cookies and cream. Oh yeah. Before we went back into the bedroom to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. 
I checked my phone, and a good friend of mine had sent me a message. Mm -hmm. He posted some music to YouTube. I was going to immediately share it with everybody, but Alana's like, you should ask if that's okay. Well, I, did, I, did, I wasn't sure, you know. Anyway, I so, so yeah. I did that. Mm-hmm. We go to watch the movie. We do our thing, then go to bed. After things got a little bit heated with Alana, she had some issues last night. Oh, my goodness. We don't need to go there. No, we don't. I get up to use the bathroom. I had to pee. And on my <laughs> way back, I checked my phone. He said, it's all right. And then he said, what does Alana think of this? So I think after we wrap this up, you and I should make out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, that, that's going to happen after this. What do you mean? That's what I said, after this. Yes, you after this. We'll make out, and then we'll watch the videos. Hmm. I'll get ready to leave, and you will do your J-Lo thing. My J-Lo thing. Yes. Are you excited about the upcoming week, J-Lo? Um, I am. I am, because I don't know what's going to happen this week. <laughs> What? Oh, let me ask you this. Yes. What self-love exercises, if any, are you planning to practice this next week? Um, well, I'm not really a subscriber to the self-love thing, but I know that there are things that I really need to, that really need my attention. Um, especially with, uh, getting my computer, um, a little bit more updated and I really want to start to, uh, read more books because I haven't. All summer, it seems like. Kind of take a took um, it it where the, my book reading has been on the back burner for a few months now. So that's what I think. Cool. There, there's a lot of things that that there are some things that do need my attention. Yes, and I am almost done with Snow Crash. Yes, and you said you're really enjoying it. It's a very good book. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at the part for anybody who knows it, where they just killed the crew on the Bruce Lee ship. Hmm. Other people might be confused, but if you've read the book, you have a good idea of where I'm at. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yes, be your voice. Yeah, so I mean, so that's, uh, so I am looking forward to this week, whatever the week holds. What about yourself? To me, a theme that's going to go throughout this week is checking in with people in my life. Mm -hmm. I have a few conference calls planned. I'm going to call some people where it's just going to be the two of us on the phone and just see how things are going. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a self-love exercise, is being authentic with the people in my life. Right. Speaking of uh, getting in contact with people, I just uh, emailed a good friend of mine that I've known for 30-plus years because he had he just had a birthday yesterday. And I've actually met this person. It's possible. Well, actually, he does not remember that. <laughs> we should say that I met him once for like two minutes 15 years ago. Yeah, it's possibly you have, but it's possible that you have, but I, I'll just say that um, I asked him about it, and he says he's not sure if he remembers. I have a very good memory when it comes to certain things, like meeting specific people. It does, put it this way, I'm convinced we met, but it doesn't shock me that he doesn't remember it, because it wouldn't have been that big of an event in his life. It was a short time, yeah. Yes. If it was like if you were invited to a party that this person was at and they and you both knew that person that invited you, then maybe it would maybe it would sink in for him, I guess. Yeah. So I'll I'll just give a quick story. Yes. There is somebody in the NFB who will go nameless. Uh and he's kinda well known. He's very, very, very good with women. 
I don't uh-huh. know. I don't know this person. It's not me. You don't know this person, okay? No, I I know of them, right? Okay. But I have a couple friends who know this guy really well, and one of the friends who knows him and is very close friends with me is bad with women. Oh. So I yes. said you should talk to this one guy. When I'm telling the story, I also explained to him I've met him once. There's no way he remembers me, but. Other people have said he's great with the ladies. So don't just take my advice. Actually talk to him. I'm going to guess I'm going to guess who it is after this. Okay. Okay. I so I went up to this person once at an NFB convention and said, "Hi, it's very nice to meet you." And I shook his hand. There's no way this guy remembers me because this was over a decade ago. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. But he seemed like a nice guy and I've again, I've heard that he's a stud, so <laughs> hopefully my friend will start to get some accents <laughs> since I haven't taught him anything. Oh my goodness. Yes, babes. Um, I will have to guess who that is, but we'll talk about that afterwards. Sounds good, babes. Yes. Anything else you want to say? Well, no. Now I'm curious about this person, but oh. we'll talk about it. Um, I, I just had a wonderful time cooking and eating and uh, watching movies, and uh, it's been a really nice time. So It has I, been. I'm glad you survived the meltdown last night. No, well, okay, maybe that was uncalled for, but I just, yeah, uh, we don't talk about it. All right, babes, I still love you. I did apologize, by yes, the way. Yes, 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 go ahead. Um, and, I, and I think that he's not taking it personal. No, I'm not. No. No. All right, babes. All right. Love you. I love you, too. Let's go make out. Happy Sunday, everyone. Happy Sunday. Until next time. Until next time.